All right, listeners, welcome back. You're listening to Spice Radio. I'm your host today, Daniel Bullard, filling in for Mr. Ben Job. And with us in the studio today, we have the very talented Sam Rowell. How are you doing, Sam? Doing all right about yourself. Doing great. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You said you, uh, you didn't move to this area until a couple of years ago. Yeah, I moved here when I was 18, actually. I'm from a, a tiny town about 100 miles or so away from here. And uh, the town that I was in didn't really have much of a music scene, and I really like it here a lot better. Cool. So what got you into music originally? It was uh, originally my uncle, because he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, knows how to play a lot of instruments, and he was my main inspiration uh, for getting into music. But uh, initially, I always loved to sing when I was a little kid, and I didn't have anything to accompany my voice, so he started teaching me guitar. Cool. And did you start writing music at about the same time? or uh, A little bit earlier, uh, lyrically. Uh, musically, I started writing my original songs when I was about 15. Cool. Um, so when you're writing, where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from? A lot of it comes from my personal life. Uh, that's why a lot of my songs I don't really feel comfortable playing out in public just yet. I, uh, I'm kind of just spilling my heart out on, on the table there is a little bit new to me. But um, usually um, I work on lyrics first uh, since I'm mainly a singer and not really a guitarist. And uh, as soon as the lyrics are down, uh, I'll try and pick out a pretty decent melody to go along with it. Cool. So do the melodies come to you kind of like the lyrics do, or is it kind of a separate process? It's kind of a separate process. Uh, it just depends on uh, if I've already been working with something musically. Um, sometimes I'll sit in my house for about 20, 25 minutes just picking on the guitar, and if I think that I'm actually going... I'm actually getting on to something, I'll usually remember it and try and put lyrics to it later. Okay, cool. So you said you, your, your lyrics usually come to you first and they come a lot from uh, poetry that you write. Yeah, I started writing uh, a lot of prose and a lot of um, lyric type poetry when I was about 11 or 12. And then when I was 13 and my uncle started teaching me guitar, I attempted to try and put music to a lot of my things, but I really wasn't skilled enough till I was about 15. Is there a specific poet that you've been inspired by in the past, or is it just kind of your own your own well of, of inspiration that you draw from? It's kind of just my own thing. I, I take a lot of inspiration for uh, literature, or from literature. Uh, for instance, I actually had to write a song uh, my junior year of high school about the Crucible, and uh, I really um, connected with a couple of those characters, so... Um, I was a little nervous trying to play in front of my uh, classmates and whatnot, so I just recorded it at home and sent in the cassette. And uh, I actually got a really good grade on it. Uh, it just depends on what um, what personally uh, affects me as far as uh, literature and poetry goes. Cool. So your first song you're going to play for us is called 100 Miles or so? Yes. Uh, this is actually um, oh, one of my songs that I had written... Um, about a couple of years ago, lyrically, and I just now started finishing it. Cool. So tell me, what was the inspiration for this song? Uh, this song actually started, um, sad to say, I did move here when I was about 18 for a boy, and uh, the first part of the song was uh, inspired by um, what had happened between us afterward. Uh, we actually stumbled in on each other, and... Um, life-wise, and um, started working together again, and um, I started to see, like, the kind of people that he was putting himself around, and I 
really was worried about him. I thought he was going down a kind of a bad path and uh, I originally wrote the first part of it as my point of view towards that. And uh, the second part actually came uh, when I had to work with him a second time at my current job. And uh, all of it is usually, I usually don't like to focus on a certain person. All of it is bits and pieces from different life experiences, but that's unfortunately the main inspiration. Very cool. This is Samantha Rowell with 100 Miles or So. Just before he wakes up You will never know that all his favorite songs are obscure And mostly from the 60s But for some reason his fascination doesn't fade Even though you're promiscuous And he was born with me But I still see him smiling in the back It's all gone now And I can't turn around No, so I'll just walk out And get the hell out of this town And I will never know why we still cross paths Or why he looks at me like that Before he looks away For some reason it brings me back to July When we were happy But my mind fast forwards to September And I remember why October makes me cry But it's all gone now And I can't Just work out and get the hell out of this town. But it's all And I won't turn around So I'll just walk out And get the hell out of your town Alright guys, welcome back. We're back with Sam Rowell here in the Spice Rack studio. So Sam, that was a uh, hundred miles or so. Yes. And uh, so you play around town a lot? Um, mostly right now I've been playing at the end zone quite a bit. Uh, I worked through the week. I have a night shift job as a dental technician, so um, my weekends are always free. Uh, one of my friends, Allie Free, actually uh, runs the open mic on Sundays uh, from about 9 to whenever they decide to tell us to stop. And um, my uh, friend Carter actually runs the one on Mondays as well, and I try to make it out to at least one, if not both, of those. 
Yeah, that's a really neat room. I've I've been out to a couple of those, and it's it's a sports bar, and you wouldn't really expect it to have you know a lot of open mic you know opportunities, but they do. It's it's kind of turned into a musician's bar. It's kind of one big happy family down there. If you're just sitting up there playing acoustic guitar and uh, say, for instance, you need a bassist or a backup singer or a drummer, there's somebody in the audience that knows the gist of what you're playing is more than willing to play alongside you. Okay, cool. So do you, do you have to play a lot of covers or do you mostly play originals? Uh, I play a lot of covers um, because I don't really have very many originals that I'm comfortable with playing out, um, mostly because a lot of them are still in the works, but uh, more so than uh, kind of wearing my heart on my sleeve and I'm not necessarily completely comfortable with that yet. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a hard thing to kind of go out there and, and bear your soul to people. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people have difficulty doing it. Yeah, especially if, if my friends come and see me at the open mic or they're uh, going to play as well. Um, most of the time they know exactly who and what the song is about. So it's kind of like they, they give me this little look and they're like, you wrote that about this person, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't need to tell the audience that. I was going to say that could be pretty awkward if that person happens to show up that night. Like, hey, I recognize that. Oh, you'll be fine. Put your big boy <laughs> pants on. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody get mad at you for writing a song about them? Um, not yet. <laughs> I'm waiting on it to happen. Uh, usually it's my friends or family members that know that I play music. Uh, they're picking out, they're like, oh, I, I recognize that lyric. I remember you saying something about that, so that's about this person. And uh, the people that I write the songs about usually don't end up hearing them. I actually have one that I wrote. Uh, it's not it's not like a negative connotation per se, but I wrote it about one of my friends that uh, is not very confident, so he uses a lot of uh, psychology tricks and a lot of jokes and stuff to try and get his point across at the bar. I wrote a song um, for him, really, but it is also about him. And uh, I have yet to play it at the bar because he's always there every Sunday and I can't bring myself to be like, hey, um, look what I wrote. Guess who that's about? <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be really I could see that being really awkward. <laughs> um, so is there anything you really like about playing in Huntsville in particular? Or have you played anywhere else besides Huntsville or has it mostly been here? It's mostly been here. Um, I've been trying to slowly but surely make my way up to Nashville because I know they have a pretty decent scene up there as far as like open mics and acoustic shows go because that's usually mainly what I do. Uh, but I did play a couple of times in my hometown. Um, they recently went wet maybe about three or four years ago, so they have little bars that are popping up every every now and again, and they need uh, gigs when they are fresh and no nobody in the town. Cool. So do you see yourself eventually uh, being a singer-songwriter working for one of the major publishing houses up in Nashville? That would be nice. That's Honestly, that is one of my goals. But uh, as far as uh, realistically, I do feel that I, I can do that, but I don't have the drive enough just yet, just as I am. I'm, I'm only 22 and I have my entire life ahead of me and I'm trying to still make ends meet as well as balance my musical pseudo career. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's a challenge for a lot of people, specifically in Huntsville, because there's not really that, that much of a, a monetary support just yet for, for local singer-songwriters. But we're getting there. So what's the uh, the next song you're going to play for us? Uh, the next song that I'm going to play is called Wings Dipped in Wax. This is actually one of the very first songs that I had uh, written that wasn't in, um, what is it, I think it's third person perspective, the I Me My perspective. Uh, it's kind of written in a storyteller type setting. Cool. 
So this is Wings Dipped in Wax. Sits on the back porch, her legs swinging Trying to go back to the beginning She's stuck at the edge And can't find the start She can hit rewind and unbreak her heart He tries to write it all down To get his guilty mind to decloud But he throws it away Cause everything sounds wrong All he wants to do is put it in a song And make it fly away And hit the sky someday and tell it to never come back never come back and hope it never comes back never comes back Tears hit the asphalt And he knows it's all his fault But she smiles and says, baby, it's okay I'll wipe these tears away And maybe someday I'll fly away And break the sky I will never come back, never come back Cause there's nothing to come back to now You can't tell me that this was all for nothing You can't say that you didn't feel something Why couldn't you let me go the first time? Told you a million times I'll be fine So let me lie away And rise above this I will never go back, never go back And you will never get back, never get back, never get back, never get back, never get She sits on the back porch, her eyes wet
Finally realizing that she'll never forget. All right, we are back with Sam Rowell, and she just played Wings Dipped in Wax. So is there a story behind that song? There actually is. Um, that entire song was... Um, like all lovely songs, uh, was based on a relationship that I had recently uh, been going through, and it was uh, on the rough end when I started writing it lyrically. I finally finished it when it completely ended altogether, and uh, a lot of people say you shouldn't defecate uh, where you eat. Well, I was dating somebody from work, and it was very awkward after that, so I kind of wrote a song to just at least ease my own personal awkwardness of it. Okay. So, so is that, I mean, do you use songwriting as kind of a way to get a lot of those latent feelings that you, you've got, like, festering inside out, or uh, is it just kind of a way to, you know, blow off steam? It's, uh, it's kind of a little bit of both. I do use um, um, music as, a, as an emotional outlet just to kind of get it all out there. But uh, it's also a little deeper, especially with my original songs, because uh, it just kind of feels like I have everything rattling in my head as far as... Um, scenarios A through G and outcomes A through F to each scenario. And uh, it's nice to get it on paper because it doesn't feel so cluttered uh, up in my mind. Okay. Is there a particular uh, artist that you're inspired by? Um, I'm inspired by quite a few artists. Uh, recently, I've actually been listening to a lot of Glenn Hansard and Damien Rice. It's a lot of the covers and stuff that we play down at the end zone. And um, I just love that the uh, that they can convey such compassion, even with their softer songs. And um, I, uh, I'm really inspired by that, and I want to get to that point. Actually, um, I'm actually really inspired by one of our local artists, uh, um, Mikey Moore. Um, he uh, runs the open mic uh, original set on Wednesdays at the foyer, and uh, he shouldn't have a CD coming out recent or pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, he has that same uh, con conveyance of emotion uh, with even the little subtlest uh, guitar playing or singing, and I just want to get myself to that point and get myself to where I'm not so criticism of my own of my own work emotionally and lyrically. Take your own mind out of the process so you can connect with your audience a little bit more. Yeah, that's a very, very difficult thing to do. It is. It really is. But once you make that connection, it's 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 better than, than any drug or any physical pleasure that I've ever known. Just like that, like being able to like look out at people and just see that, oh, wow, kind of feeling or, you know, whatever it is that you convey to them. Oh, goodness, yes. No, it, if I play a cover, or usually people don't sing to my originals, but if I ever see somebody out in the audience and they're singing along with me, that is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> so your uh, next song you're going to play for us, and your last song today is going to be called Rachel. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah, Rachel is actually uh, written uh, for my late great-grandmother. She died when I was about uh, 14, 15 um, in February, was it February? Yes, it was February. I actually have a memorial tattoo uh, of her on my uh, left arm here that still needs to be finished. I wrote all of the lyrics down in just one big get-go uh, while I was still in high school. I think it was about my junior year. Uh, 
And um, I still have the tear-stained paper. This is so sappy, but I can't write a happy song to save my life. <laughs> I still have the tear-stained paper uh, in a folder at home of the original lyrics of where I just kind of spilled my heart out in my second period uh, anatomy class and then went and cried in the bathroom for an hour. Then when I got home, um, I showed it to my uncle and uh, he's like, you really need to put music to this. This is really, really good. And I really like that it's about grandma. And um, he worked with me a little bit, uh, and since I was still learning um, chords at the time, uh, the song is a little bit simplistic, but I kind of like the, uh, the simplicity of it because it gives it uh, more, not so much innocence, uh, more, I don't know the word I'm thinking of. It kind of just lays the, lays the foundation, if, if you can put that, yeah, that works. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any gigs or projects you're working on currently that you'd like to talk about as well? Um, usually uh, I try and, and book a gig at least once a month, but uh, I was playing with my friend Carter uh, on Thursdays at the end zone, but since football season has started up, we can't really um, book those gigs anymore. Most of the time I'm just at the open mics. Uh, I'm always at the one on Sunday at the end zone, and my friend Carter is actually starting a new one that's on Sunday. It's right before Alley Freeze. It's at a cup of everything uh, downtown beside Rush Night Club. And uh, that's from about 6 to 9, so that's going to be my new Sunday uh, routine. 6 to 9 at Cup of Everything, and then 9 to whenever they tell us to stop at the end zone. Cool. So where's the best place for people to find your music if they want to hear you? Well, I do actually have a SoundCloud. Um, I'm listed as Ruby Sick, R-U-B-Y-S-I-K-K. -K. That's a, an, an old uh, stage name that I used to use when I was performing in open mics. Um, but mostly uh, just... Come out and hear me, <laughs> uh, for the for the most part. Um, I uh, I don't really put up too many tracks because I don't really have a decent means of recording. But if people start to visit more often, maybe that'll push me towards that. Well, thank you for joining us today. It has been a supreme pleasure to have you here. And once again, this is Sam Rowell, and she'll be playing us out with Rachel. This is your little girl writing her condolences And at last saying goodbye This is your little girl playing in the backyard Under your watchful eye But I'll see you again so don't worry about me I can still hear your sweet whisper through the trees sing for you so loud everyone in heaven could hear me and I'll shine for you so bright looking down I know that you'll see me and I'll sing for you so loud everyone in heaven could hear me and I'll shine for you so bright looking down I know that you'll see me that you'll see me This is your little girl dealing out a rummy hand But now you left me all the cards This is your little girl picking at the rose petals And trying not to laugh too hard 
but I'll see you again, so don't worry about me. I can still hear your sweet whisper through the trees, and I'll sing for you so loud everyone in heaven could hear me. Shine for you so bright Looking down I know that you'll see me And I'll sing for you so loud Everyone in heaven could hear me And I'll shine for you so bright Looking down I know that you'll see me You'll see me Every tear I shed is of sadness, so I hide my eyes. Every word I wrote here is for you, but now I say my goodbyes, sweet goodbyes. And I'll sing for you so loud, everyone in heaven could hear me. Looking down, looking down, looking down And I'll sing for you so loud Everyone in heaven could hear me And I'll shine for you so bright Looking down, I know that you'll see me And I'll sing for you so loud Everyone in heaven could hear me This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spiceradiohuntsville or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.